This is KJZZ's Sun Up. It's your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi, once again, I'm Phil Latzman. This podcast, a daily digest of the news events here in Arizona from our KJZZ news team. We have made it to Friday in like a lion, out like a lamb. Happy March. Gorgeous weather here and the weekend is nigh, so let's get it going. The Navajo Nation hopes to reach a complex agreement today with the U.S. government, Arizona, and several other tribes for water rights it has fought for decades to secure. The tribe's president spoke with Michel Marisco from KJZZ's Fronteras Task and Flagstaff about what happens next. President Boone Nigren is hopeful that stipulations will end so that the water rights agreement can go through a five-day comment period before heading to the nation's council. And then over to me, and then... Uh get that over to our senators. From there, the agreement goes to Congress. The Navajo are seeking nearly $2 billion in funding for a pipeline from Lake Powell to deliver water to tribal communities. Nigrant is optimistic about Congress funding projects like these. I I feel like we've got the right Congress in place to really get this done. And he added Navajo tribal members are also U.S. citizens and deserve access to clean water. Michel Marisco, KJZZ News, Flagstaff. A state grand jury has indicted five people, including three former Department of Education employees, for allegedly defrauding the state's school voucher program. From the politics desk, Wayne Shutsky has the latest on that. Attorney General Chris Mays accused the individuals of forging documents to defraud the program of over $600,000. To put it simply, they created ghost students with forged birth certificates children that didn't exist and gave them fake disability diagnoses that would make them eligible for larger funding amounts. Mays alleged the Education Department employees approved the fraudulent request for voucher dollars. That money is supposed to pay for educational expenses, but Mays says it was used for luxury purchases. Those three employees were fired last year after the Attorney General began her investigation. They face dozens of felony charges, including conspiracy, forgery, and money laundering. Wayne Shutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. From KJZZ's politics desk, I'm Cameron Sanchez. A former state lawmaker was found guilty of sexual conduct with a minor Thursday. Tony Navarrete resigned from the state Senate after being indicted in 2021 on multiple charges of sexual conduct with minors. The victims were his two underage nephews, both of whom testified against him in a trial. The case went to trial in October of last year, but a hung jury resulted in a mistrial. In the second trial, which concluded Thursday, Navarrete was found guilty of sexual conduct with a minor, but not of two other counts. Well, it has been now more than two months since Arizona Supreme Court heard arguments over abortion laws in the state. The justices still have not announced whether doctors will be able to continue providing abortions up to 15 weeks or if the state should enforce a near-total ban. Catherine Davis-Young checked in with clinics to find out what impact that legal uncertainty is having. Planned Parenthood Arizona is the state's largest provider of abortions and is a party in the Supreme Court case. Medical Director Dr. Jill Gibson says the pending decision has been a distraction. It is looming. It's something that certainly we're keeping in the back of all of our minds. But she says in the past few months, the case has also inspired a surge in interest from volunteers and medical professionals wanting to work with the organization. People who I wouldn't necessarily normally assume would be willing to or or interested in providing 
abortion services are contacting me saying, how can I get involved? At Camelback Family Planning, Dr. Gabrielle Goodrick says she's also had a wave of new hires motivated by the legal back and forth. They wanted to, to specifically work at an abortion clinic because it gave meaning and they wanted, you know, this was really important to them. And I've never heard that before. The justices could halt most abortion services in the state at any time, but both doctors say they're optimistic a measure to expand abortion access in Arizona would be successful if it makes it onto ballots in November. Katherine Davis-Young, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Yesterday, the U.S. House passed a bipartisan resolution to advance opportunities for tribal entrepreneurs on reservations. As Gabriel Pietrazio reports, Arizona Congressman Eli Crane was a co-sponsor. On this vote, the yeas are 402 and the nays are 16. The Native American Entrepreneurial Opportunity Act would establish an Office of Native American Affairs within the Small Business Administration. Crane, a Republican, helped introduce the resolution. Tribal entrepreneurs who run businesses on reservations face complex hurdles when it comes to understanding tax implications, property rights, regulatory burdens, and lending. Alongside his co-sponsor, Kansas Democratic Representative Sharice Davids, a Ho-Chunk. Native-owned businesses employ over 300,000 Americans and are vital drivers of our national economy. These tribal businesses deserve a seat at the table to advocate not only for the challenges, but also the successes and achievements that they have. Now the Senate will consider the measure. Gabriel Pietrazio, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Federal officials warned that a bill at the Arizona legislature violates the Occupational Health and Safety Act and could result in a federal takeover of the state's workplace safety inspections. Again, from the politics desk, Cameron Sanchez has details on that. Arizona operates its own job health and safety program under federal oversight within the Industrial Commission. Republican Representative Matt Grass is running a bill to continue the agency, but he wants to make changes to its operations that he says will keep Arizona from adopting certain Biden administration policies. Federal officials say the bill will cause Arizona's program to fall below OSHA standards. Democratic Governor Katie Hobbs urged lawmakers to change the bill to comply with federal law and accused Grass of making a partisan attack on the ICA. Cameron Sanchez, KJZZ News, Phoenix. A controversial bill to allow rural communities to manage and create groundwater protection areas passed the state Senate Thursday. Democratic Senator Priya Sundarajan questioned why the bill requires so many steps to make a basin management area where a local council would manage the basin's water use. I'm still wondering why it has to be so difficult to create the BMAs and get them going, and especially when as it, they currently stand, it's harder to create these BMAs than it is to create the active management area as it is currently the only tool available. Democrats, some Republicans, and even some rural communities oppose the bill as it's currently written, but the bill sponsor, Senator Cena Kerr, says she is still working on it. From the KJZZ Newsroom, I'm Kirsten Dorman. Black Chamber of Arizona's president and CEO Robin Reed has died. In a statement Thursday, the chamber called his death a loss for all of Arizona. Reed had more than 40 years of experience as a business owner and consultant, and at age 11, he voiced the first black character in the Peanuts comic strip, Franklin Armstrong, in 1973's A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. The chamber says it will make an announcement about its leadership in the coming weeks. Formerly known as the McDowell Mountain Music Festival, the M3F event brings fans of multiple genres together to raise money for Arizona charities. That two-day festival opens today and continues through tomorrow. Tom Maxidon has more. 
The festival has an interesting origin story as it was created by the Largay family who founded Valley-based Westpac Construction. It's kind of the same concept where you bring in the circus, you know, circus goes in, circus goes out type of thing. It's kind of the same logistical concepts and everything as construction. That's festival coordinator Rachel Blanchard who says the event has evolved since its inception. We started out 20 years ago, kind of like jam band, rock, and then just kind of how like music has changed and developed so much. We're now more electronic, but still with rock and indie music as well. The two-day lineup at Steel Indian School Park features multiple stages and groups such as Valley, whose 2021 catchy tune, Like 1999, offers nostalgia for happier times, according to a reviewer with the Daily Free Press at Boston University. Tom Maxidon, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Also in the sports world, basketball, Devin Booker at 35 points, Kevin Durant 24. Suns held off the Rockets 110-105 last night to open a two-game series against Houston and Phoenix. Yusuf Nurkic had 16 and 13 rebounds, two big blocks during one key possession in the fourth quarter on the Rockets rookie Cam Whitmore, who moments earlier had gotten into a minor scuffle with Devin Booker. It was the ninth win in a row at home for the Suns, who've won 7 of 10 overall. Hockey, Scottsdale's Austin Matthews did it again against his hometown team. His NHL leading 53rd goal, leading the Maple Leafs to a 4-2 win over the Coyotes last night in Toronto, Arizona's 14th straight loss overall. If not one since January 22nd. Baseball Diamondbacks beat the Reds 2-1 in exhibition play at Salt River Fields. They're back in the West Valley this evening. The Snakes for a game against the Reds in Goodyear. And there you have it. KJZZ Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast this March the 1st, 2024. I'm Phil Latzman. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. We are back at you with some fresh news on Monday and talk to you then.